I mean, look, even Nicholas just said like a hundred times, Tiger's the best that I've ever seen. Would you all just leave me alone? <laughs> Stop trying to Let me up. suffer. Like, I just want to be miserable. Welcome back, everybody, to the Big Players Only Podcast, a partner of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. We are the best place to catch up on golf from around the world, including the golf of your favorite big players. Ben, Josh, Tyler, Tully, Colin, and Kenny Oneput. All right, now back to your scheduled programming. We got the whole Live PGA and DP World Tour topic under our belt. We're going to talk a little bit about the Memorial Tournament from this past week, which saw Victor Hovland get his first win in the continental U.S., just outlasting our boy from Maryland, Denny McCarthy. A great week at the Memorial, a star-studded leaderboard. We'll get more into that. We also have the RBC Canadian coming up this week, a different course for the PGA Tour players up in Canada. Talk a little bit about the field and then the new course itself. We also had some great events developed this past weekend. Rose Zhang getting her first win in her first event as an LPGA professional. Awesome stuff there. The AGGA playing alongside the LPGA. Lots of names we recognize from the Curtis Cup. We'll get more into that. And then we'll round out the episode with our 2v2 match we played up at Penn National. A course I myself hadn't been to and will be going back to. An awesome track up there. We had Ben and Tully versus Josh and Tyler. It came down to the 18th and then we needed one more playoff hole to decide a win winner stay tuned to see who won and we'll talk a little bit more about what we loved about the course thanks everyone for joining us if you haven't yet head on over to our instagram and check it out the big players only pod we hope you enjoy the episode All right, let's jump into golf from this past week, right? The Memorial at Jack's Place. It's the first elevated event in quite some time. $20 million purse. Not that that money is even irrelevant anymore. That's like pennies compared to what they're probably going to be one day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, a pretty decent leaderboard. So we, so we had Vic Hovland, right, taking down the title in a playoff against our local boy, Denny McCarthy, a one-hole playoff. I know I really thought Denny could get it done. Denny hits his drive right on 18. Gets a decent lie. He doesn't have to contend too much with the moguls in the bunker. Uh, but his second shot, you can see the slow-mo where the ball kind of starts to ride up the face of the club and ends up coming up maybe 10 yards short of where he wanted it. He got it really clean, but then it rolls back 40 yards out, chips it up to like a 15-footer that catches the lip, and Vic just two putts for par. I think a good win for Vic, right? His first continental Great U.S. win. win this is an important tournament. It's a course that played brutally tough. Vic kind of just weathers the storm. But, you know, I think it's a good win for Vic, but I don't think it's like a staple win for Vic. He kind of, like, it's a big win, but he didn't win this thing. He kind of just outlasted the storm. What are your guys' thoughts? I still think, I say it's like a staple win. That is, like, winning that tournament, regardless of, you know, how you get there, the course played extremely tough, and he shot under par every round. He was two, three under every round of the tournament. So, like, I mean, you got to give it to him, especially when you look at it next to the other wins, which are those... Like two, I think he's got two at Mayakoba and then one in like Puerto Rico that are those kind of like events that you see one big name and nobody else kind of in it. So like this is a huge win, a huge kind of like burden off his back. I think it's 
when he looks back at his career, that is the the catalyst. I, I, I don't think you could have said that any better. I I think this is a huge. Wow. Hold on, hold on. Thank you so much. Pull your pants up, Tully. He's getting. Tully needed a compliment. But no, I mean, he's been knocking on the door so much, and, and it's always been he's never going to get it done. He doesn't have the short game to be able to contend it. This wasn't a major, but it was major-like, I mean, conditions and how hard yeah. the course played. And he was able to rely and lean on his short game, which like he's Scott. never able to do. And so for him to kind of outlast out there, and I, I get Denny bogeyed 18, and, and a lot of guys came back, but that's, that's tough major esque golf and yeah, who he didn't bogey 18 he stuck in there and if you, if you look at the last 20 or so tournaments there's three guys that are consistent it's scotty which is like crazy he's top 12 in like 14 straight events or <laughs> well, we we'll get, get to we scotty get later we'll get there we're running on the leaderboard and then there's and then there's rom who's been a little up and down but mostly mostly there and i think it's vic like even more than homa even more than rory even more than morikawa like there, there's been some higher ceilings for guys like homa and rory but like vic is always there Yep. And I was thinking about the um, like the NBA Finals happening this week, and like a lot of people started like just to notice Jokic for the first time. Even Colin though, said golf is not the NBA; it's different. Well, you can't pass <laughs> a golf ball to another player and then shoot a basket <laughs> yes. with it. Yes, but Liv is going to have a basketball face. With it. But I was thinking about Jokic, and like he's he was an MVP two times in a row, and like he's been one of the best players in the league for three years. But no one really noticed him until he was on a big stage, and he's been winning. And I feel like it's kind of a similar thing with Vic, because he's been there for the last couple of years. Maybe he's now just hitting a stride, but like now, at like the public at large is like, name a better guy in golf, or like what a guy, and like they're just noticing him because he won. And I think it's a, I do think it's a big kind of moment for him to like step into a bigger, like a more public stage. I think it's, I think we've seen a different side of Vic the last three weeks. I mean, up until this point, the knock on him is one of the best ball strikers in the world, but his short game is is awful. Was it last year or this year coming into the match player? He was like, if I could just chip it in every time, I'd be like a much better player, like if I didn't have to putt at all. Well, all like, right, Mike Block. No, but like now <laughs> that is what he's relying on. Like his Sunday, like he didn't hit the ball that well. He was kind of all over the place on Sunday, this past Sunday, and he was making putts like from everywhere, getting up and down. I think it was number three or four that like, shot he had from off the map like over a tree where he just nestled it down it rolled the whole way down to like a foot was one of the like best birdies that we saw all week his short game has just been impeccable which is not anywhere close to what we've seen from him up to this point yeah he was third in shot team putting which is an an abnormality for him historically speaking there like, he was 145th in the league last year or yeah. something like that. so like he he, it, he was putting well and maybe it's similar to what we've said with colin morikawa where like and when the putter's on, like he can certainly he can win any tournament sort of situation. But like this is the first time in a big event we finally saw Vic do it, and you you, you got to hand. I don't know how you could not say it's just you know a staple win. He, for him. he sent a message. His his reputation has been like like you said, Ken. I think he's got this great ball striking uh, repertoire, but he just doesn't have the short game, and he's not a finisher. He's not a a big time player, and he said. He sent that message like I'm not just this guy who looks like I'm stoned all the time out on the course <laughs> listening to heavy metal. Like I'm here and I'm here to fucking win golf tournaments. Rumor has yeah. it his milkshakes had a little something else in it, but yeah. I will say before we blow too much smoke up Vic's ass, like <laughs> he give it to him. I, I didn't even like think about him winning the golf tournament until like the last two holes. I mean, that's ev- what I'm everyone saying. Everyone was kind of falling back. Yeah. After the 16th hole, I thought Denny had it in the bag. Like, he was playing so solid. He looked Denny so comfortable out there. Team, he he made, like, 
five 15 plus foot part putts on the back. He was just putting the lights. I was like, there's no way he loses this tournament. And then he needs a par 18 going in and he just, he hit a, a, a bad drive, put him in the rough. The rough was brutal. And then next thing you know, you're in a playoff and he hits another drive to the right side in the rough and he's just in trouble again. But Vic, like the whole day, it wasn't like Vic came out and like won the golf tournament. Vic was just kind of hanging around and then just hanging around. It's just hanging around. <laughs> I'm Denny, still here, Denny seemed to be buddy. very in control what? until the last hole, and then it just goes into playoff and it's over. I think but, that that's the premise of my whole conversation here is that this is a good win for Vic. And in history, five or ten years from now, we'll look back on it and make Vic won the Memorial. Great tournament to win. But I think in the moment, it just didn't feel like he went out and took it. Agreed. We played two under the last six holes when everyone else was bogeying 16, 17, 18. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that, That's Ricky, one of the hardest stretches Ricky in literally went bogey. I had Ricky 100 to 1. He went bogey, bogey, bogey <laughs> to finish and screwed me okay, over. Okay, but Denny was two under on the day until the, what, seven, the 18th hole. But 18 is the number one handicap hole. Denny like was that's, three that's, under that's going the hardest. Yeah. That is the hardest hole in I mean, the course. It's so like I get it. Vic was two under the last six holes, but... I mean, Denny played the most, by far, the most solid round of anyone that day. But he, I mean, I'm not arguing that, but he didn't finish it. I mean, he's lucky. He lucky the ball went in the rough because I'm just saying we can't. Like, it's it's great, Vic won, but like we can't say that he he went out and was like the most dominant player. Yeah, but no one was really dominant other than Scotty. The course like, plays. I think the course played a little not Rory, too hard. But Rory it went incredible. three over. I'm just saying. Oh, the back nine on that course was it's disgusting. And and that's where Vic thrived. He thrived on the hardest holes. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yes, he was out early, so therefore you're not. Looking at him as the, oh, he's definitely in contention. He's going to, you know, make the run, win it with a two under round. But the fact that like, you didn't see those guys that you were maybe expecting to take over in the tournament, they just hadn't hit the back nine yet by the time Vic was hit. But Rom struggled, Roy struggled. I just think that if Scantley shot six over. I think that if Scotty won this tournament, we'd be like, wow, like that was a good win for Scotty, a good come-from-behind win. Vic was only one back going into the final round, so it wasn't like a crazy come-from-behind win. It's still a good win, and I'd also like to make sure that my comments aren't lost here, that I think Vic is trending in the right direction. I think a week or two ago, maybe Vic's potential to win a major was questioned on this podcast, and I emphatically defended him. I think that his game perfectly fits that of a major, and we saw it this week with how tough this course was playing. And you're right, it was just Vic's chipping that held him back. Even Vic was a solid putter. He, he had maybe bad weeks with the putter, but it's no it's no Scotty putting performance. It's just his short game, and he picked up uh, 1.8 shots around the green this week against the average. So, like, it's just a glaring hole in Vic's game that he has now addressed, and he'll, he'll be here to contend for majors to come. Well, and I think your argument there is kind of why we say it's a breakthrough win like last year's open championship this year's pga we never felt like he was going to win like yeah he's always hovered around the lead and it's like he's not going to win this and then this he put that statement on so next time he's in the lead it's like he's gotten this done before he can do it again and he, he needs like a sledgehammer win though he needs like a win by five strokes i agree with you like Colin to some degree like it's yeah he just like kind of was the guy left standing but sometimes that's what you need on the tour right? sure but he still had to go out there and make a par on oh, eighteen, like he still had to go play the hardest hole on the course and not mess it up, and he and he did that. I did love the coverage where Vic's ball was about an inch away from the first cut in the fairway, and they were like, "Oh my god, how is this going to affect the swing?" And then Vic just puts it right in the middle of the green. Like, huh. I guess it didn't affect it at As all. Someone who's <laughs> mentally weak, it would have affected. It. <laughs> all right, let's keep running down this leaderboard. We talked about well, we didn't talk much about Denny. We talked about how good of a round he played. 
Um, but Denny, right, we know him for his putting, right? We know that Denny's the best putter in the world. I think I could say that without a doubt. He pi- 2.8 strokes. Really? Denny picked up 11.3 strokes on the field this week putting. He was it's outrageous how good out. he is. Oh, my God. Uh, he, as someone who loves watching wow. someone hit the flat stick, it was unbelievable. <laughs> so him like, was, That's crazy. Anything inside 11? 10 feet was automatic. So yeah. get this. So Denny picks up eleven point two, and then Scotty throughout the tournament. All right, let's drops, skip to Scotty. Yeah. Scotty <laughs> drops eight point five strokes. But so he Denny gained nineteen to the green. Twenty one. Yeah, but t- Scotty uh, Denny outputted uh, Scotty by twenty one putts or twenty one strokes this week. The longest putt Scotty made was like seven or eight. Or I think it was nine feet was his longest. Wait, no, I think it was his final putt would have been his longest one if he made it. He Which did is, basically like nine feet. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I've never seen this. I'm not sure we'll ever see it again. But Scotty led the led the field in strokes gained off the tee, approach to the green, around the green, and was 65th last in the field of people that made the cut in putting, and oh, no, still almost crazy. got it done. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to skip over Denny yet because <laughs> yeah. I think it's yeah. this was a statement performance for him. Like I think this is bigger what Denny did than what Vic did. I guess is my comparison. Well, I'm not necessarily going to go there, but uh, <clears throat> like <laughs> Denny is now in Ryder Cup talks. That's my yeah, I'm with and. Think about how you know, important the putter is. He's 13th play. right now. We know him because right. he's a local guy. And yeah, no big deal. I beat him on a par three. Oh. <laughs> so dumb is not a lot of people are talking about that. Denny, not enough calling people you are talking calling about you out for a match, Denny. <laughs> but I mean, this is the Ryder Cup. You need to putt well. And I'd love to see him get a serious contention. And he's been playing well. And it's, it's nice to see him kind of get rewarded. But this, his post-round interview is everything that golf should be about. He stepped up to the mic for his post-round interview, like right off the green, right after losing. He was emotional. Fighting he was just tears. talking about, like fighting back tears, talking about how much this meant to him. And and it wasn't about, oh, you know, I missed out on $3 million or whatever. It was just like I had my first victory in my grasp, and I, I let it get away, but I'm going to build on this because now I have that experience. And it was just, it gives you chills because it's like that's what, tradition that's golf i mean that's what we're all about here i think when he walked off the 18th green and he shook jack's hand like everyone does like after losing the playoff to vic he said <laughs> i'll be back love it and yeah i mean we all the talk that we've had today about live and money and all that like that's what you love to see in a golfer that's why you watch golf that's what i'll be rooting for moving forward denny Those mccarthy is what i love about golf right yep. the kid was a phenom as a young junior oh, amazing in college and then as soon as you hit the pros, it's just a whole different ball game. And he's really grinded his way. He's been a pro for like eight, nine years now. And he finally almost had a chance. I think we'll see Denny still win another tournament. But, man, that's what I really love about golf. And, yeah, you start throwing around the money and the team formats and things about golf, and we lose some of that identity. My only issue with this is he's, when they announce him, they say, from Jupiter, Florida. And I'm like, <laughs> no, they said Rock, no, they said Rockville, Maryland. No, they said, they said Jupiter. They said Jupiter. Or at least I saw Rockville, Maryland. Playing out yeah. of Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing out of Jupiter. I'm like, yeah. out of the blue court. All right, so we talked a little bit about Scotty, right? The putter is just broken. We also got Siwoo Kim here, right, who played with Rory. Both of them not great days, but Siwoo hangs on for a fourth-place finish. Rough week for Siwoo, a guy who yeah. wears PGA Tour all over his head. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun to hold. Well, then he bogeyed his first two holes, right? He just screwed himself from the start. He was just off from the beginning. Well, it's funny because I think the stats showed Siwoo did not putt well, like below average, and, and the, the comp is if only Scotty could have putted as bad as Siwoo, he would have won by eight strokes. <laughs> Not even give him Denny's putter. Give him Siwoo, who didn't putt well at all. And he give him the 64th best putter that <laughs> yeah. made the cut, and he probably would have won. 
I'm not sure where we go from here with Scotty, but I did note that in his presser after the round, he's like, I really feel like my putter's trending in the right direction. And I'm so like, I'm not sure how is, he thinks that, he but I appreciate it. Or is he just like trying to give himself half I think that's what that's what makes these guys great is that they really can't see how bad it is. But he's like, man, I really feel like we're, we're getting somewhere. Yeah, it was really bad at Augusta, but it's getting better this week. His life is just so good right now. He just doesn't <laughs> care. He's like, dude, I'm just on cloud nine. Like if he could putt, he he would have won the Masters. He would have been much closer to the PGA. I mean, he would have won probably seven times already this year. I mean, he is it's outrageous. in a a once in a generation. I mean, literally Tiger esque run of how well he's hitting the ball. He just can't putt. I mean, with all due respect, his putting wasn't the worst in rounds three and four. <laughs> it was just so bad in rounds one and two that made him 65th for the no, I thought round four was his worst. No, no. In round one, he was 116th in the field. Round two, 115th. Well, that was pre-cut. That was pre-cut. Yeah, and he, then, lost, he lost three shots, 65, two shots, 65. one shot, 47, one shot, and so. then 53rd in the field. So people putted worse those in round okay. three and four. He's going to get then. comfortable with the greens, and then you only yeah. lose one <laughs> shot around. Yeah, it's... Ben, do you want to talk about Rory at all? Well, so, yeah, so we, we, Andrew Putnam, I'm just going to name these guys yeah, off. We probably Not have much a there. lot more guys to go before we get to Rory. <laughs> Jordan, decent finishing round, top five. It's a good finish well, for Jordan. Just me. Why did you clap for that? I was I'm watch, proud of him. Watching Jordan just gives me a headache. I'm sorry. He goes he, every shot. Big something something it's he has so, to say. It's, it's so fun terrible. to watch. No. No, it's not. Wrong. Yes, it is. Oh, you can watch Adam. If you, if you, if you can watch Adam. Scott every time play they cut rounds. to Jordan, I just roll my eyes. Here he is. He's oh, whining about he hit something. a shot left off the green. Oh, here we go. Tear into Michael again. That piece of grass <laughs> is dead wrong. Don't you love that? How do you no, not love no, that? No one loves that. <laughs> I love it. No sane person loves it. I do want to give. I, I want to give a shout out here for our first of our T sevens. Is a guy that Ken mentioned with extremely long odds going into this week. Adam Shank. Another good finish for him. He didn't take the title, right? We would have bet on him to win, so we would have been upset he finished T7. But, my God, you called a guy out that was like plus maybe 12,000, and he just gets a top seven. It's pretty impressive. You have an eye for these things. You've been reading. I thought you were going to say Ricky, but. No, we'll get to Ricky. He disappointed me. And then the other guy at T7 is Rory. Rory shoots three over in the final round. (laughs) You know, I think so. I, I heard that Rory is something like just average, right, from 100 to 150 yards right now on tour. And that is kind of what's holding him back, I think. So he's got a lot of top fives, top tens and so stuff. He's just hit it shorter? Average? He's very average. Way below average. No, tour average. But okay. it's like, so it's like if you have one category that's just like kind of tour average and you're not like, I know he's a good driver of the golf ball, but he hasn't been ex- driving the ball extremely well. But his 100 to 150 yard approach game is kind of what's holding him back from being this top five, top 10 guy to really having a chance to win tournaments. Yeah. So uh, it's an honest question. Like, statistically speaking, would Rory be better off like taking a three wood off the tee? No, no, I think he just needs to work on his wedge. Yeah. Okay, just, well, yeah. he, his problem is he's tugging everything left. Everything is going left. And I think maybe the casual golfing viewer doesn't realize that when you're hitting it left, normally it's going to draw and it's going to go long. And yeah, especially on a course like Memorial, that's no good. Like, you can't score well when you're long on a lot of these holes. Yeah, Rory made bogey, four bogeys, and they were all with wedges in his hand. So, yeah, it's like you want to be aggressive to a pin, but as soon as you pull it right, it closes the face down, it de-lofts it, and it jumps. You think he's saying, if only I had blockies wedge game, wedge game <laughs> I'd be top I player in the world? The best player. Hey, where's I, hope they, get, I nice. hope they get paired up this week at the RBC. <laughs> well, where's Michael Block but... fit into the whole live conversation? Is he going to be in? He was the third guy dealing with the He was in the room. Yeah, he brought he Michael Block table. into the conversation. Yeah, that and his Raising Cane's cameo. <laughs> Those were his two things he did this week. <laughs> All right, and then rounding out our top ten, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, 
and Matt Fitzpatrick. That's a pretty good little leaderboard. I know the this, this Sunday kind of didn't maybe fold out like we hoped. Like Denny and, and Vic being in a playoff was good, but it just kind of seemed like not that exciting golf because it was just a, a test to see who could make it to the finish. But that T9 right there. I got to say something about Ricky. Go he, on. He had an actual chance to win like pretty late on Sunday. He screwed. He screwed the entire thing. He like literally. I think it was um, the par five. What, what's the latest part? The was it eleven. Fifteen. He yeah. He no, no. The one where he he parred it. He literally had eleven. A, he oh. literally had a he literally had a birdie putt that would have put him in tied for the lead, but he missed it and then just blew it. The whole last. The whole. I was literally watching every single shot. I was so mad. Can we also you know preface this with you know Ken I, Ken said yeah, he was going to take Ricky last week and. Yeah. And just gets a little late, gets a little distracted. He's super busy right now, so he he misses it. And then Ricky yeah. starts bogey bogey to yeah. start the tournament, and then he gets him at plus a, like a hundred thousand, yeah. ten thousand, or something like that. He was t- he was thirty five to one and thirty to one in some places, and then I missed the beginning and he bogeyed the first two, and I got him hundred to one. Yeah, so, so he got really really good odds. And Ken I was like was I was like very excited. I was like shit, I got him hundred to one. Ben's like I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if only Ricky would have made that birdie putt on eleven. It looks like it was from about ten feet. Then if he wouldn't have bogeyed four of his last six, he could have won the thing. It's like but like saying <laughs> no, but like Tyler, if I didn't triple bogey the first hole, I would have beat you. All I'm saying is he's a little mentally weak out there. A little mentally weak. He just completely folded. I'm well, not I. Gonna, you said it. You picked him. You said it, and until he started Ricky. reading off some stats, and then I saw golf Twitter and golf Instagram blowing up, and everyone was on Ricky this week. I think that we were the first ones. Uh, people but I tell were you, listening. Ricky is really trending in the right direction, and I'm really happy to see it. Yeah, happy to see him out there, but not happy to see him. Out we'll out see him on the Ryder Cup. Is he, is he's here. not in the U.S. Open, right? No, I think he is. He got in. He was, was not at the PGA. Or something. He wasn't in the PGA, okay. but he's in now, like because okay. he has since gotten inside like okay. the top fifty. Yeah, and he's like he should have just 50. jumped up more. And he now. qualified for the Open Championship last week <clears throat> with that finish. Yeah. All right, let's jump into the Canadian Open this week. Not much here, but uh, they are playing a new course, Oakdale Golf and Country Club, for the first time. We know that Rory is the defending, the two-time defending champion, but they didn't play this in twenty or twenty-one, so he wanted a nineteen and twenty-two. We got a decent field here this week. We can look at the top 10. We got Rory, T-Rell, Sam Burns, Matt Fitzpatrick, Cam Young, Justin Rose, Corey Connors, Shane Lowry, and Tommy Fleetwood. So for non-elevated event, it's a decent field. A lot of international guys there. Yeah, north of the border, right? But I'm excited to see if Rory can get his third one. I don't know. This is going to be an interesting week for Rory, right? We know what's going on with Liv and the PGA and how they were all kept in the dark. I don't have high expectations for Rory this week. I don't think he's going to blow out the field, but would that be a cool story if he just goes and shoots like that. 30 under and wins by like 10 and, and is just retires. like, a, and then just <laughs> retires or says me and Tiger are making our own league. Yeah. I, I think one of the cool things this week is something that doesn't happen too often. We get to see a new golf course. I don't think there's ever been a pro event here. Normally with the road of tournaments out there, it's, it's the same courses every year. And I, I don't know anything about this, so it could be a really boring course, but it's at least intriguing to me to be able to watch something new and different. And I think it's interesting how Canada does, the Canadian Open does this, like they rotate the courses. So I mean, polite. last year they kind of did the whole thing with like the skyscraper seats, remember yeah. that? And yeah. then they had the like, they tried to mock the uh, 16 at the waste management. Yeah, they had the one of. with the, the hockey yeah. wall. Like yeah. that seemed to be a great setting for to like kind of dig their dig their nails into and make this like a, a Canadian So, so what, you're, what, what I'm hearing is you appreciate international events and them doing different <laughs> things, huh? Here we go. Well, like, I mean, <laughs> they've, been doing this tur- they've been doing this tournament <laughs> for a very long time. I'm just talking about like them rotating the courses throughout Canada. And, and I think it's interesting that they, they seemed like they had a good thing going last year, and now it's a completely different venue. 
Is it like is it like a de facto best course in Canada? Like, is there like is there like a? Yeah, but I think they're like not that close to population. <laughs> Did you mean like to go a? 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 <laughs> I don't know a. about that, man. <laughs> It'd be cool if there was like an Augusta and somewhere in like just Ottawa, or just way north somewhere. So we'll see who pulls it out this week. For me, and I think everyone would Rory making a statement this week would be just fun to watch. But let's talk about some other things that happened this past week. So Rose Zhang, right? Someone that Dub and I got to see at Marion in the Curtis Cup amongst all the other junior amateur golfers, won her first ever LPGA Tour event she played in as a pro. Now, you're good. it's amazing. And you're going to see a lot of headlines about this, a lot of people covering it because they're like, oh, this is so cool. But me and Dub and this podcast have been on women's golf for a long time, especially women's amateur golf. And seeing someone like Rose who has the pedigree of the equivalent of like a Tiger Woods as an amateur come out in her first event as a pro and win in a playoff against Jennifer Cupcho, who also had a great resume, won the Anwa just like Rose. I think it's unbelievable stuff. Yeah, I mean, what a stark contrast to everything that's happened today and and money becoming everything golf is about. You look at her win, and after she wins, all the because the AJGA was there doing a, a tournament simultaneously. All these juniors and and other amateurs that she grew up playing with are are storming the green coming out and she said afterwards like she looks to use this as to be able to continue to grow the game and and be a role model for the next generation of of golfers men and women and so it's really cool to see she's a student of the game and the history of it all and you know especially michelle we being such a role model for her. really cool win really great story and, you know, just just can't wait to see what she does next. And this win enables her to be on the Solheim Cup and, and a lot of far-reaching ramifications. Yeah, I think you mentioned how this was like a co-sanctioned AJGA, which is like the Junior Golf Tour and an LPGA event. I think that's something that we could foster more in the men's game too, seeing some of these younger golfers come up because – Certainly, I think they were playing like slightly modified tees, but yeah, the likes of Anna Davis and Gianna Clemente, they're all going to be on tour someday. So seeing the youth and kind of the up and coming golfers alongside the tour golfers, I think was really interesting. Yeah. And so if you're the top AJGA, this, the last two days you went out in the top group. So like I remember uh, Yana, Dave, uh, Yana um, Wilson. Wilson, who, who ended up winning it, right? Like she, I think she was saying one of her idol, idols is Minji Lee, and so she got to play with her in the final round or the final pairing on Saturday, which has got to be just an unbelievable experience. That's how Ken feels every time he plays with Ben, actually. <laughs> yeah. The AJGA <laughs> equivalent. My idol. Yeah, let that uh, joke slide. <laughs> modified tease. <laughs> All right, so then and now we're talking about talking about big player golf a little bit. Let's talk about our two v two. We slid on up to Penn National, which has two courses. Slid on up. We slid on up to Penn National, only about an hour drive from here, and you get those Southern PA rates, Slither so a little bit cheaper, a little bit cheaper. Uh, that course it was my first time seeing it. A really nice course. We played the more link style course. They also have a more wooded style course, but we did a two v two. Me and Tully against Josh and Tyler. And it came Who all the way, that? It came that, all the way down to the 18th. We had to no, do a playoff, playoff. Yeah, yeah, went to I, a playoff can hole. Can I ask a question? Yes, so you're, you at, you're, you're paying for 18 holes. You're at a course. You decide we're going to do a playoff. What do you do? Do you just, just, you just It's pretty go? complicated, actually. So you, you drive back to the 18th tee, and then you play the 18th tee. Well, no, was there a we, group behind we, you? It's crazy. We flipped the coin. We didn't play extra golf. 
<laughs> I thought you played. We did a hot dog eating contest. The, uh, I thought you played extra. No, we did. We did actually did. play an extra hole. We just went back, and there was no group behind us, so it was okay. just quick to sneak I back like to the it. tee box. And I kind of like it. Hit again. I kind of like it. A little bit of pressure. I mean, it felt good, right? I played it the tee better. shots are kind of like really important. Like this is the only hole. Like you're playing a match, play 18 holes. If you fuck up one hole, it is what it is. Like maybe your teammate picks you up, but then we go to like one playoff hole and combined score. Like every single shot matters. It was fun. And I'll apologize to Dub because I abs- I didn't even choke. I had a good tee shot. I just ended up in a bunker, hit a great shot out of that fairway bunker into a greenside bunker. So I want to apologize, but Dubs, I probably Dubs, should. Dubs, Dubs still searching for someone who can get him over the hole. <laughs> I would also like to apologize. Yeah, this is like We're Dubs' next. home course. He's played this thing. He's got like a week I'm in the Ken, you got the next tryout. We're <laughs> over two here. Well, me and Tyler are already. Team Belly is, is dominating. Me and Ken have already out. challenged all. Maybe this weekend we can go. The great thing was. Uh, the match slipped. We got off to a hot start or strong start. Oh, I thought ben we were toast. Butt. I thought we were toast. Ben missed like six three footers in the first six holes. Basically, yes. I started I think eight over seven or eight over through three holes. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't it great. Was, it was bleak. I was not holding so up my end of the bargain on the. It leveled score. out for sure, and then you all took a lead, and it took. I think we both made like fifteen footers on seventeen for par to send it to eighteen. Otherwise, it should have been over. 18, Tully kind of handed us the the win of that hole a little bit. I think he lost his drive and and some other shit happened in between. You want to defend oh. yourself, Tully? I got a bogey. It's not even that bad. <laughs> Denny, Denny McCarthy did. I got to jump in. The amount of times that I saw Here we go. Ben and Tully knee high oh, yeah. in the tall There is an asterisk on this match. Oh, hey, oh, look. Here's my ball Wait, again. Dub, this sounds a little familiar to, to a couple weekends ago. Oh, 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 to Col- clarify, Colin, I swear, somehow they're I both swear. in the trees on the left and they're both putting for par from like four feet. <laughs> to every, clarify. It was every hole, Colin. It was every hole. <laughs> to clarify, me and Tully did lose about six golf balls. <laughs> yeah. It was just six of 20. All right. We hit it in the weeds a lot, but it was thin. We found them. But I feel like the combined score... Match play. Is that the right term for it? Yeah. That's like the, I think that's a good way of evening out all of our. You would you think, know, yeah. but we're 2-0, oh, so it must not be that easy. <laughs> well, we're just really oh, good. Big sample size. 2-0. <laughs> we played most of the combinations I will say, Tully, Tully was scrambling out of his mind. He would, an be, he would like spray one right or something and then hit a three wood to five feet. I think I saw him do that three or four times. It was unbelievable. Actually, on one of the holes where we did lose a ball in the weeds, okay, Tully sure. took a drop and hit his three woods to like eight feet from like 260. It was, it was really impressive. Be- it was beautiful. Dove and I are sitting up there like ahead of you guys, like sitting at our balls in the fair, like, all right, we got this one and then we just see Tully just the ball just floating in and just happens to land so yeah, he threw it he right threw it so so before God we go before we go blowing too much smoke up Tully's <laughs> ass right sorry I did just come in second for we're, the month in the league we're gonna have to start talking about how he can't get it done he cannot break it's true he is playing really good golf I think after the last three rounds I played with you I'm like you had to have broken 80 right? I didn't like, do no, it. I shot 86 or something and I'm like you played as well as you I shot an 84, a 91, and a 90 with you last three 18 hole rounds. Let's <laughs> calm down over here. But yeah, what could you? Thanks to number you? three golf. Oh, right. well, well. Tully just needs a little cleanup in his game. It's just a yeah. couple things here and there. He's got he's got I, the big tools. Don't all. I, I, I just need to the main scoring system like Denny McCarthy. All lip outs are, are if we stop playing Snake, Tully could break eighty. Very no true. problem. Yeah, Snake Very continuing true. to be like not a good thing for us, right? We think I'm hoping that as this goes Bad. on, it makes us a little bit better from the three foot range, but it actually has continued to make us worse. So we'll see how long I it have takes. to be the worst three foot player <laughs> of all time. What was it? Dub was holding. A picture of a snake. What was that? 
we found a snake at Worthington. Was that a real there. snake? Yeah, it was a real yeah. snake. It was just a dead snake. Oh, I thought it was. We didn't have to tell everyone it was dead. The, the meat. It, it was alive. It was, a, get back uh, it was a python. Secrets Cut out. Yeah. Cut that. <laughs> Dumbledore's feeling in his reputation. left leg while he was holding it yeah. up. The, oh, you too? The maintenance guy came out to clear the snake, and he was all scared of it. And he was trying to find something to, like, scoop it up and throw it out. And I'm like, I just walked over. I'm like, it's dead. What's it going to do to you? <laughs> Bear grills over picked here. Picked it up, threw it in the, the tall grass. Naked so if you, afraid. if you lose snake now, you're now, you become the dead snake. We were thinking about, yeah, somehow, like, molding it into a trophy. It, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> bro- we were going to bronze it, make it kind of look like me. Like, we're yeah, at yeah, Innisbrook. We're bronze it. And you know, it looks yeah. like that Copperhead kind of thing. But. I will say, Snake is not a good game because there were times I was rooting for Dub the Miss. <laughs> so my team was like, "Wait, what are you putting for?" Oh, we already lost this hole, but I need to see you make this. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I can't give you that putt. Oh, but he can. Oh, but he's got. The it was same. pretty funny if we got to the green and the and the hole was either won or or lost. If you had a chance to concede your partner's putt if you were the snake, and it was like inside two feet, no one else had an issue, and you could like win or lose a hole that way. Outside of the match, which again Ben and I won, we're really great again, as a team. We're barely. phenomenal. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I think is what that's ben, our new thing. That's that what Ben? That what that's, we're gonna we're gonna keep that going. Thing. Okay. I mean, it, it was pretty cool. But I've never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, real. Or it's new. Um, <laughs> but I was really impressed by the course itself, though. I, I, I want to give Penn National its due. Like, we've heard about it. I think Colin and Dub were the only ones that have ever played it. Would you call it the defense? Uh, it was the defense was to a lot my of defense. poor ability. For the wind sure. was blowing. Uh, I, I, I struggled greatly. I did outdrive Dub. It was delightful. He did. I was, almost outdrove Dub yeah. that hole, too. Dub was, Dub was struggling. Dub didn't have his best stuff, maybe. I don't know. He still beat us. No, I hit that ball well. I just All hit right. it. Oh, so I just hit it better. Right, before we blow too much <laughs> smoke, I'm telling you. Yes. Hey, wait. I you also hit that ball well. One hole? <laughs> no one's but listening. More, I just, I just want to say, like, the course was phenomenal. The greens, like, around that, it was we filmed a hole, but it didn't quite work out. Didn't work out. Didn't quite work out. I don't know what That's happened. Ben's fault. I don't know what happened there, but we filmed a hole, and like it, you had to actually like play it way more like complex than you do at like say a Glade Valley, and it was just it was fun. I'll give these greens credit. Usually, when greens are soft, they don't tend to roll too well because they just get messed up with with the divots from the balls and stuff like that. These greens were extremely soft. We were back in wedges up. But they rolled beautifully. So I like. I think I'm definitely going to be back to this place. And what's the wooded course called? Founders. You guys got to go play the Founders course. I'd, I'd, I've only played the Founders course. I haven't played the one you guys played. But Do they have I've like really tall, thin nice grass? Way. Yeah, if there's not tall grass, me and Teller are screwed. It's, yeah, it's the exact opposite. I did hear you guys hit some trees pretty hard, too. So. <laughs> I had one hit a tree and bounced right in the middle of the oh, fairway. Found it. We have this yeah. little oh, strap. In the middle of the fairway. We have this little strap on our ankle. We can just push another ball out. And then, oh, found it. <laughs> I did have one qualm with the course, and it was before we even started. It took me about 20 minutes to check in when we got to the front <laughs> desk. What's your zip code? They, they asked me for my zip code for my credit card. I, no, 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 like six, six and times. And he couldn't even remember it. And he could, it was 2-1, and I'm just like, here you go. I had seven <laughs> different emails that was the reservation confirmation that Tyler Britt had checked I, in. I legitimately <laughs> saw at least six people checking on the other register as it took me to check in. And Two I of those were not, better. Or I was, Josh and and all three of you guys checked in before me. It, but it was fine. We all worked it I mean, out. yeah, great round, great course. I always enjoyed BYOB. going up there. Yeah, BYOB, BYOB I don't think nice. we brought up. I mean, that's kind of a game changer a little bit. All right, another good round for the big players. Another 2v2 in the books. Look forward to more. Make sure you check out our Instagram, the Big Players Only Pod. More content coming there in our Facebook page, the Big Players Only Podcast Facebook page. We'll see you next week.